hello. Welcome back, everybody, for another episode of Astrology Did Not Change My Life. I am still that bitch. Again, loud and proud. Hosted by me, Plutonian Aquarius. I I wonder how long it's going to take for you guys to get tired of that intro. Because I'm kind of tired of it. But I'm also very lazy to try and come up with a new intro. And also, I don't think I do that well with improvisation to make something up on the spot without stuttering. So, yeah, I'll just continue with it. (laughs) I hope everybody had a great Halloween. My Halloween was interesting. I mentioned before in the last episode that I went to a haunted house, um, which is, again, very, very, very Scorpio. And it's great for Scorpio season. What better way to celebrate Scorpio season than to go down and dig into my primal fears by throwing myself into a terrifying haunted house. Really doesn't get more Scorpio than that. And we're still in Scorpio season and we will be until mid-November. And I love Scorpio season. I love fall and I love how transformative fall is because we're watching the leaves fall off the trees, get ready for winter. And that's essentially what Scorpio is. It's a sign of transformation. It's about letting go and moving on to bigger and better things. So another great way to celebrate Scorpio season is to simply think about the things that you maybe need to let go of so that you can become the next better version of you, aka leveling up. So what are you holding on to that you need to let go of? Today's episode is about the Venus sign. And it's another, another juicy planet that I feel like everybody likes to talk about or listen to. Because Venus is the planet of love, harmony, beauty, and balance. And as soon as I say love, everybody's radars go up and they're like, ooh, compatibility, relationships, and you're not wrong at all. It's one aspect to compatibility, as I always say, and as I've always said from episode one with my disclaimers. Venus, the planet Venus, is, again, one of five personal planets. So it's very important in determining your own overall personality. But again, it's not all of your personality, and it's important not to over-identify with just one aspect or placement, because then it leads you to ignore some of the other parts of your personality, and there's so many different parts of us within us, I mean, that make us who we are. And you don't want to ignore those many other different sides to you. Because again, those different sides and facets to you are what make you that true, interesting human being that you really are. And I'm really big on that because I like looking at all the different little nooks and crannies within your birth chart to find out who you are and what it is that makes you you. Now, for today's episode, there is going to be a lot of content that I'll be covering, like I did with the moon sign episode. So I feel like I may come across a bit tired or a little bit frazzled as I'm trying to cipher 
and kind of go through all of the all of the things that I really want to talk about because this planet has so many, so many different facets to it. And I think a lot of pop astrology likes to kind of just simplify it as simply just the planet of love and just relationships and nothing else. And that doesn't do it justice. There's so many more aspects to this beautiful, graceful planet. Similar to what I did in last week's episode where I talked about the mythological origins of Mercury, I'll, do, I'll be doing the same for the planet Venus. So Venus, the name comes from the Roman goddess of love and fertility um, and abundance in general. But I feel like we know more so about the Greek counterpart, which is Aphrodite. And we all know that Aphrodite was considered this beautiful, sensual goddess. And so she ended up representing everything beautiful and how you present yourself and your own beauty within you. And similar to the Venus, I mean, similar to the Roman goddess Venus, Aphrodite also represents fertility. And so Aphrodite was revered by everybody for being just this beautiful woman that everybody wanted, every woman wanted to be and every man desired. And so now that concept is now applied to Venus in our own astrological birth charts. And so oftentimes Venus is, it defines the beauty within you. And so, uh, see, this is where I get a little bit iffy about saying these descriptions because beauty is not just physical, right? It's not just the superficial aspects to you. It's what, it goes more than that. It's skin deep as well. And so, not to mention that there's so many different types of beauty. And at the end of the day, beauty is the eye of the beholder. And what I may find attractive, somebody else may not find, of, find attractive. We all have our different definitions of what we find attractive in other people and even within us. And yes, a lot of it is unfortunately twisted because of the societal Con societal expectations and, con and like constraints that we all grow up in that kind of overshadow what it is that we find attractive, right? It's kind of molded our own perception of what beauty exactly is. And that's where we get into body dysmorphia and we get into, unfortunately, eating disorders because for a lot of societies, being thin, for women especially, is considered the ultimate leading indicator of attraction. You're only going to be beautiful if you're a skinny, skinny, blonde, pale woman. And it'll help if you're really tall too. And for men, or, and I mean this in individuals that identify as men or individuals that identify as women, right? Um, and for men, it's if you're very, very muscular, if you're tall, um, full head of hair, things like that, are you only considered attractive? And not to mention if you refuse to cry in public and you stifle all of your emotions, then you're only considered attractive. You do anything else outside of the box, 
now you're not masculine enough and you're never gonna you're never gonna find somebody and you're gonna die a virgin <laughs> I it's like I hear men having to hear all of that all the time and I'm like are you are you really kidding me really if he doesn't have muscles he's gonna die a virgin god <laughs> can we focus on their personality that makes them trash and so you can see that we all have these different perceptions of what beauty is. And unfortunately, we've defined beauty as only something that's only physical and superficial like that. Reality, there's so many different things that, well, make you beautiful. Like the One Direction song. That's what makes you beautiful. Oh, oh, oh. That's what... Sorry, I was, I was a huge One Direction fan. And like, I was one of those girls that like hid it from everybody and was like, yeah, you know, I'm different. I'm cool. I'm quirky. No, I don't listen to basic-ass music like that. No. But they were also pretty, and they made you feel warm and fuzzy. So it's like, yeah. You can't not like them, okay? They were great. And I loved reading the Wattpad stories about One Direction all the time. Yeah, that's right. I was a Wattpad girl. Hell yeah, loud and proud. <laughs> I'd like to forget that that era within me ex did not exist but it existed and now i have to live up to it what can i say <laughs> but moving on to venus and how that relates to the pretty planet venus a lot of traditional descriptions of venus have only been simplified down to your venus defines how you look physically when in reality it's what makes you beautiful and because there's so many different ways that we can all feel comfortable in, in our own skin, it's all dependent on the sign that our Venus sign is in. I have a Capricorn Venus. And I grew up reading all of these dreary descriptions of Capricorn Venus being like, I will never find love because all I do is focus on my career. And as a kid, a young impressionable kid, I was distraught. Okay. I truly thought that I would never find love. And while I have spent most of my life being single, don't get me wrong, what's wrong with focusing on your career? I make great money, and money buys me some nice things that make me feel good in my skin. So they forgot to talk about that with Capricorn, because that's what Capricorn is a sign of. We go out achieving our goals so that we can reap the benefits. Yes, we work hard in our, in, when we're young, but then we, we relax and have fun as we get older, as we get better at it, we're better at the game of life, essentially. And yes, my career will always probably be very important to me. It's what makes me feel good about myself. And it's what's helped me be comfortable in my own skin. My career has really helped me become comfortable in interacting with different people from different walks of life. That now, when I go out in public and I talk to strangers, I'm not really intimidated like I was when I was younger. Because my career helped me step outside of my comfort zone. It's pushed me in ways that I don't think other people could do. And that's just something that, for me as a Capricorn Venus, has helped me feel beautiful and attractive. Now, going around that whole spiel, to simplify it, your Venus sign 
is what makes you feel beautiful, really. And what makes you feel attractive. And those same qualities within you that make you feel attractive, essentially, are what you, pers- are what you seek out in your surroundings, whether that be through art or it could also be through relationships. And so that's where Venus being the planet of love comes from. Because in order to feel beautiful, you need to have balance and harmony. Those always go hand in hand when it comes to beauty. And you can take that into consideration with art, for example. So with art, you need to have balance and harmony with artistic principles. You need to have the perfect ratio. You need to have the appropriate color scheme where those colors are harmonious, really. And they mix and they blend well together. And they're proportionate. Like um, the different proportions are within a certain range that it's not jarring to the eye unless you want it to be jarring. That's, again, dependent on the artist, really. But when you apply all of these different artistic elements together, you need to actually set them up in a way that is harmonious and balanced to create this artistic piece. And I'm going to keep saying balanced and harmonious because those are the keywords when we're talking about the planet of Venus. The, <laughs> the planet Venus. Planet of Venus. What the heck, man? Sometimes I say things and then they make sense in my head, but then when they come out, they don't make sense. Again, that's my Aquarius Mercury. In case you listened to the last episode, if you didn't, then you should go listen to it, because I'm very proud of that episode. That whole long spiel about art just really narrows down to what you find attractive is what you will go out and seek in your surroundings. And one of the big prime examples is art. And so that's why Venus is a very, very good indicator of your own artistic abilities. What you find attractive based on your Venus sign is what you will find attractive in art. And it depends on what the art medium is, whether that be through music, through actual visual arts, theater, drama, dance. And for the people that think that maybe they're not artistic... We all have the planet Venus in our chart, right? So what we find, so what you find, for example, attractive and artistic and aesthetic may be different than what I find aesthetic and beautiful. And I know for me, I really, really enjoy watching live theater. I consume lots of music, but I know for other people, they prefer They prefer going to museums. Like, I know my best friend, for example, loves museums. She loves exploring old architecture in relation to the the people that grew up in that area, in relation to language. That's her mojo. And while I do appreciate it, it's not something that really appeases me as much as, say, music does. And so if you, again, if you don't think that you're very artistic, maybe you just have a different way of viewing art than the people around you. And that's okay because that's what you find attractive. And it's it's important to honor that 
and to be true to it because it's you and nobody can take that away from you right and I'm big on that remember be true to you be true to who you are I'm such an Aquarius oh my god I feel like now I can make all of the astrology jokes as we're progressing further and further into the concepts now I can just uh I bring out all this self-deprecating humor. <laughs> but it's really, really important to understand that beauty and harmony is also, again, very relevant and significant for your relationships. And that's why Venus is known to be the sign of how it is that you love and how it is that you act when it comes to relationships. And think about relationships in regards to harmony. Like, how, how, what, do, what do you even mean by harmony? Well, Venus is ruled over the sign of Libra, which is the sign of relationships. Relationships are always about partnerships. Yes, it's about being 50-50, but what that really means is about reciprocity. And that's what the sign Libra really represents. You want to be in a relationship where you get as much as you give. And that is what you want in a partnership. And that's what it means to be in a balanced, harmonious relationship. That the unconditional love that you give to the person that you care about, you also receive back in return. And that is such a beautiful thing. Isn't it? And so that's why Venus tells you what it is that you need when it comes to love. What it is that you need to be in that beautiful, balanced partnership. Whether that be with a friend, a significant other, or with yourself. Aha. Uh -huh. Traditional descriptions of Venus signs don't talk about that. And that's something that I really want to hone in into this episode. Is that the relationship that you have with yourself is just as important. No, it's probably even more important than the relationships that you have with other individuals in your life. The relationship that you have with you has to be nurtured and cultivated. Just like any other relationship with another individual because the love that you give to yourself is the love that you give to others and oftentimes we only accept the love that we think we deserve and if you don't pour love into your own cup that all that beautiful harmonious love that you wish for that you have within your venus sign then you'll probably attract individuals that won't be able to pour your own cup for you because you don't know how to. Because you don't know how to love yourself. And self-love is such a hard, hard journey. And I am guilty of it. I know how to love unconditionally. But when it comes to me, that's something that I've really struggled with for years it took me being in a very toxic and unhealthy relationship for me to realize, hey, hey, maybe I don't know 
how to love myself. And, you know, like, I always heard the generic, like, oh, no, we need to, we need to love ourselves before we love others. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they all say that. Like, I feel like everybody just has to say that just because. But I didn't really understand the significance of it. <laughs> of course, because I'm that person. I have to learn from my mistakes. Until I actually got out of that unhealthy relationship. And I was like, oh, oh, the love that we think we deserve is the love that we accept. Ah. And now, <sighs> it took me a while to get to this stage of self-love. Now my standards are ridiculously high that I have been single for years and I'm okay with that. Because now I know what it is that I bring to the table. I took the time to get to know myself. I took myself out on dates. I took the time to know myself the same way that I would get to know a partner, a friend. And goddamn, is she super cool. <laughs> and because of how much that I've learned about myself, I know that the next time somebody comes into my life, whether it be through like a romantic connection, I'll be a lot more discerning because I know that I deserve a lot more. And so, yes, self-love is probably way, way, way more important than romantic love. Because, you know, people come and go in your life, but ultimately you got yourself. You can lean on yourself. So when that partnership, whether that be a friend a loved one or like a romantic lover, it doesn't work out, it's okay. Because you still have yourself and you know that you're worthy and capable of love and that you don't, that you aren't worthy. You aren't unworthy of love if somebody leaves you. And that's something that I didn't realize until way, way later after my breakup. Because when it happened, I was like, yeah, it's true. I'm unlovable. All, the, all of the descriptions of a Capricorn Venus were right. Oh, my God. We're cold and unaffectionate and nobody will ever love us. I'm going to die alone. Man, I spent months moping about that. When in reality, Capricorn wants something solid and stable. It is a sign of working hard and stability for a reason. And so while we're willing to put in the effort... For things that matter, such as our loved ones, sometimes we can put our effort into the wrong people. And that happens when we don't realize our own worth. And so I'm okay waiting for somebody that is willing to put in the same amount of effort and bring the st same stability that I have in my own life. And so that only happened once I realized what it is that makes me attractive and what it is that I find attractive. The things that you find attractive in others usually come from within. And so that's why you have to, you have to nurture that self-love and create that own relationship with yourself. Because what you pour onto yourself is how you pour onto others. And so that's where we get Venus being the planet of relationships. It comes full circle. And so a lot of the traditional descriptions of Venus tell you how you are in a relationship. And so that comes from what it is your own idea of attractiveness is. 
what you need in a relationship will be based on what it is that brings you harmony and peace. That's essentially really what it is. And that's where the whole idea of love languages comes from. So the way that you showcase love may be different from your partner's. And so there can be a disconnect. Because for me, for example, my love language is gift giving. I love giving my loved ones gifts. And I know for some of my other friends, words of affirmation are very important. And sometimes they can feel left out when I don't provide them with the words that they want to hear to feel loved or to feel that I do care about them. Because I'll be giving them gifts, but I don't necessarily always have the words for them all the time. And that's because their love language is very different from mine because our Venus signs are different. As an earth sign, I'm a little bit more tangible with the way that I like to show my love and affection. And that's something that I find that other earth signs can really relate to because they're also like that. My father's a Capricorn as well, and he shows his love through acts of service. He'll wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning just to clean the pathway and clean my car and warm my car just so that I can get to work on time. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got high standards because of that man, too. So, hmm. Y'all really got to work it if you want to come into my life. <laughs> but that's essentially what it is. Your Venus sign is how you show love. And that's where, again, the whole idea of love languages comes from. Going back to your Venus representing what makes you beautiful. A lot of the times traditional descriptions with Venus are, it'll talk about how it is that you look. And I like to argue that your rising sign is a better indicator of how it is that you look physically than your Venus sign. But you can see twinges of your Venus sign in your overall outward appearance. And that's because Venus, being the planet of art, represents your own aesthetic, your own personal fashion sense, right? Because fashion is also art, right? And that's how you express yourself creatively. And again, Venus is a planet of creativity as well. Going along the lines of fertility... It can also, creative, creativity and fertility are very, very similar because your art project can be your baby, right? You've heard people say that all the time. I mean, I do. This podcast is my baby. I birthed it. Kept it inside of my womb for nine months. And I spent nine hours in labor. Actually, that's not realistic. Labor is usually 20 hours. Sorry, I'm, going, I'm getting off topic again. But <laughs> your fashion sense is represented by your Venus. Now, me being a Capricorn Venus, being an Earth sign, but also Capricorn is more so related to traditional, old-school aesthetics. So I, my fashion sense has always been more so around earthy tones. I like a lot more simpler pieces. Simpler but timeless pieces. So... <laughs> I am not a millennial, but like all the millennials I've met and it's not like no other generation seems to roast me as much as millennial do, millennials do. So I have to mention it. 
every time I would go out and just wear my clothes and my shoes that I liked because they were comfortable and I looked great in them, I got told that I looked like an old woman. And I'm like, why? What do you have against me simply just being comfortable? I have plantar fasciitis, so I really like comfortable shoes, but they're cute shoes. And I'm always in a rush, so my clothes like to have to be comfortable. And so I always get told that I have an old woman fashion sense. And that's what Capricorn does represent. We like timeless pieces. So, hmm. So if you ever see me on the streets, I'm, I'm that little old lady. Even though I'm a 20-something-year-old little lady. So, take that, millennials. <laughs> but, really... Going along the lines of beauty as well, Venus also represents how it is that you um, attract other people. So it can be a very good indicator of how you seduce others. Because remember, Aphrodite was this beautiful woman that everybody revered. And if beauty is eye of the beholder, how come she got everybody to find her attractive? Like every single person was like, oh, wow. She's gorgeous, right? And that's because when you embody your Venus sign qualities, you start to feel comfortable in your own skin. And when that happens, you start to feel very attractive to you. And that's where self-confidence comes in. And people gravitate towards confident individuals because you don't have to be conventionally attractive or what society deems attractive to be considered an attractive individual. And I didn't realize it until later in life when I actually started embodying my Capricorn sign qualities. People love confidence. That's what makes a person attractive. And again, you may think that you're not pretty, but really it's probably because ugh, society is telling you that you're not pretty. When in reality, you're not living up to your own Venus sign qualities because there's so many different forms of beauty out there in the world. And that's why everybody has their own different appeal. And that's all dependent on your own Venus sign. And so a lot of the times, for they say for feminine individuals, you're Venus. And I don't, I don't really like to believe in that either. Because we all have Venus in our chart for a reason. And feeling attractive should not just be focused on women men and other other folks within the spectrum as well can feel comfortable and beautiful in their own way as well right we all have the right to feel gorgeous okay <sighs> the world the world would be a much better place if we all just felt comfortable in our own skin and we're allowed to and we're allowed to feel comfortable in our own skin i started to feel more well beautiful once I started embodying my Capricorn Venus qualities. And I realized that, yeah, I can still be a career-driven woman. And that's what makes me happy. And that is what makes me confident. And that's when I started feeling beautiful, really. And I started following a lot of Capricorn aesthetics. And I didn't realize how... Sometimes you're just unconsciously attracted to some of the aesthetics of your Venus sign. 
and you may not always know why, but go for it. If you're, if you're drawn to it, that means, that means something. That's the universe sending your, forcing you to embrace your Venus sign qualities. And I know a lot of the times we want to avoid manifesting our Venus sign for the world to see because it's not what other people, especially societal constraints, would allow us to actually express, right? Like I know for the longest time, individuals that have more masculine features didn't feel comfortable wearing skirts. And it's like, why? Why not? What's wrong? Like you do what makes you feel good in your own skin. And that's what Venus really tells you to do. Do the things that make you feel great, right? And that's where the whole idea of sensuality and for Venus comes in. The Venus also rules over the sign of Taurus, and Taurus is known to be a sens- sensual sign. So while Libra is focused on relationships, Taurus is more so focused on the five senses, and that's what sensual essentially means. So Taurians love good food. They love great tactile experiences like good massages, nice smelling oils, nice warm bubble baths. So the things that make you feel attractive and sensual and, well, seductive, indulge in those. And that's all dependent on your Venus sign. Now, I feel like I'm bouncing around in the sun on this episode a lot. But I did warn you guys that I would be doing that. So <laughs> please continue listening. Thank you. I appreciate you. Once you start to feel comfortable in your own skin, it's really, it makes it easier actually to be able to be in a partnership because you cultivated that relationship with yourself. You took the time to find out what it is that makes you beautiful and to go out and take yourself out on those dates, to pamper yourself, right? To go out and have those nice bubble baths, those nice massages for yourself, whatever it is that makes you feel attractive. And so once you start to do that, you can pour that love out onto others. And again, how you are in a relationship is dependent on your Venus sign. And so that's why, again, I would say if you wanted to look for preliminary compatibility, look at a person's Venus sign because that's a better indicator of how it is that you are romantically. But again, be a little bit cautious about just looking at the Venus sign because I feel like a lot of the times when we go out on dates or when we want to kind of put ourselves out there to attract partners, we put our Venus sign forward a bit. So with your Venus sign, your superficial qualities are a little bit more highlighted. And how you are on the outside isn't actually a true reflection of how you will be in a relationship because relationships are a lot more intimate and they require you to be vulnerable. And so there's so many other different facets to your personality that indicate how you are or what you need in order to be vulnerable. And a lot of that comes with like your moon sign, your Mercury sign, right? Your moon sign qualities only come out when you're very comfortable with somebody, 
right? Um, and that's a really good indicator of how you will be in the long run because how you process your emotions is super important in relationships and also how you communicate with your Mercury sign. And I feel like in first impressions, your Venus, your sun, and even your Mars come out a little bit more because those are the signs that make you feel confident. And they're not always the best indicator of, of who you are truly. Unless, like, there's other indicators that, like, say that, like, yeah, your Venus sign is who you are at your core, then that's fine. Now, for sticking to some of the traditional descriptions, and I'm only saying this because if you were to search up your Venus sign online, then you might hear, you might read about these descriptions. And I just, I just want you guys to brace yourself for that. Because, like, I, I don't, again, I don't believe in the the dichotomy when it comes to gender, right? But I do understand that there is a divine feminine and masculine within all of us, right? Regardless of gender. Because the divine masculine and feminine isn't, it isn't based on gender. It really isn't. No, it's just about qualities that all of us have within us. Right, all of us have the feminine aspects to us, and also um, all of us have the masculine aspects. But traditional descri- descriptions for Venus indicate that individuals that adhere more to their feminine side, which has stereotypically been women, they manifest their Venus sign a bit more. That's their outward um, energy that they show to the world. Now, individuals that embody more of the masculine qualities, which has traditionally been men. Um, Again, I mean, individuals who identify as men, right? They, They also have the Venus in their chart. And so the way that their Venus sign ends up manifesting, which again, I don't think it's true because again, men also enjoy feeling attractive, right? You seek out that those feminine qualities in other people. And so the, your Venus sign ends up representing what it is that you find attractive in a woman or what you find attractive in feminine individuals that you're attractive to. And so that's why they say that um, your Venus sign is, for a lot of men, is a good indicator of what it is that they look for in a woman. And again, I don't think that's also really true because, like I mentioned, there's so many different there's so many different aspects within your birth chart that indicate what it is that you require in a relationship that it just can't be narrowed down to just your Venus sign. And again, your Venus sign is more so like the superficial aspects that you may find attractive in somebody. But what it is that you need to form like a strong emotional nurturing bond There's so many different things. And I think like your moon sign is actually the biggest indicator of that. But again, when I talk about other aspects, as we get into the later episodes, you'll find that the seventh house is also very important. Your eighth house is also very important. Your fourth house is very important. Everything's important (laughs) in indicating what it is that you need out of a strong, healthy relationship. But... The counterpart to Venus, oddly enough, because Aphrodite was actually married to Ares, the god of war, is actually Mars. 
And that'll actually be next week's episode. And then Mars actually will be the end of all of the personal planet series that we've been talking about. And you'll realize as I talk about it next week's episode too, that like similar to Venus, Mars is also, it's a little bit more superficial when it comes to what it is that we find attractive. Well, that's all I really have when it comes to the overall energy of what Venus represents. So to sum it up, Venus is how you love not only other people in your life, whether that be romantic or platonic, but also how you love yourself. It's also what it is that you find beautiful. And so that goes down to beauty, physical beauty in others. It can go down to art and your own artistic creativities and talents. Or, sorry, artistic abilities and talents. And it's also how you present your own attractiveness to the world. So how you, it's your aesthetic, yes, your fashion sense, and also how you go about seducing others. Because that goes hand in hand with how you present yourself to the world. So Venus, again, being the planet of beauty, is what make is essentially, it tells you how and what it is that makes you beautiful. So how you go about feeling beautiful and what elements and aspects you need to feel beautiful. I hope all of that made sense. I feel like I've been stumbling on my words a bit. And that usually happens when there's quite a bit of content that I have to go through. And the planet Venus, there's just so much going on with it. And I hope I did this episode justice by talking about all of the different things that make up this lovely, lovely planet. Because I do not, I do not appreciate the slander that this poor little planet gets. Because it's not just about love. Just how it is that how it is that you love in relationships it's more than that because love is just such an all broad all-encompassing force that I think that we've all found difficult to define over the years when in reality it's just it's just this beautiful magical force that we can find everywhere whether that be through other individuals or through well our surroundings, again, through creative endeavors that we see out there in the world, through artists. It can be found even through nature, with the beautiful sunset, or the beautiful fall colors that we've been seeing in this, be- in this great, beautiful Scorpio season. I really like fall, and that's what I find beautiful, those bright orange, reds, and even yellows. Even if it is a sign of, well, change and that snow is coming and that soon everything will be barren and cold, I still find that beautiful. I find that whole transforming effect beautiful and gorgeous because that is a manifestation of my Venus sign and what it is that I find attractive. So the next time that you, you wake up one morning and you just don't feel like you 
are, well, pretty, right? You feel fat, feel ugly. All of those awful words that we tell ourselves. Sit down and maybe talk to your Venus and let her tell you what it is that you need to get back into your mojo. Because maybe you just need a little push from your Venus sign to tell you what it is that makes you, again, what makes you beautiful. Now to end off the podcast, I'm going to be talking about all the different Venus signs. And again, I feel like that that's everybody's personal favorite as they get to listen to their own sign and what, what qualities that they have. Now, depending on where your Venus is placed in your chart, which essentially means which house your Venus is placed in, that's where your attractiveness will be important in your life and where your Venus sign qualities will manifest and which areas of your life they'll come out in. For example, like my Venus is in the second house. So for me, building financial stability made me feel attractive. And so I would actually embody my Capricorn Venus qualities through my second house. And for me, once I felt financially stable, it made it more easy for me to actually pursue relationships, whether that be romantic or platonic. And that's why it's important for me to build that career. Because to me, that's where I feel the most con- like confident and comfortable in my own skin. And for some people, maybe their Venus is placed in their sixth house. And for them, building a routine is very important and helping them feel comfortable in their own skin. And for them, maybe following a very specific health routine is very important for them. Again, maybe they need to have eight hours of sleep. They need their beauty sleep for them to feel beautiful, essentially. Okay, now on to our Venus signs. So if you have your Venus in Aries, the way that you love others and yourself will be kind of dramatic in the sense that you'll be a trailblazer and you will just pour out all of your love all at once. And sometimes it can be overwhelming and it can burn you out and others a bit too quickly because all of your energy is placed on to everybody in that given moment. But you just have a lot of passion that you want to just let out really quickly and it can build up. And how you feel comfortable will be when you're out there actually following and pursuing your goals and being a trailblazer. Because that's essentially what Aries is, being a trailblazer. If you have Venus and Taurus, then you feel beautiful and comfortable when you're indulging in sensual activities, right? Having that nice hearty meal that brings you comfort. Applying all those essential oils that smell nice to you. And how you show love to others is actually through those sensual activities. So you have, you're more of an acts of service person. You prefer giving your loved ones gifts because you're such a sensual based person. Those are the things that make you feel beautiful. And so you want to let your loved ones know that, hey, I love you and I appreciate you. And so I want to give you gifts. And it's not meant to be like, hey, I am buying your love. No, no, because this is what makes me feel ooey gooey inside. I want you to feel that way too. Because you make me feel ooey gooey, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, 
if you have your Venus in Gemini, you show your love and affection to others by constantly listening to your loved ones and constantly communicating and talking to them. You want to know everything about their day. You want to know everything about them. And you'll ask a lot of questions because you want to get to know them. And that is how you love others. And that is your love language. And so you probably also prefer um, words of affirmation. And you probably give words of affirmations to your loved ones. And you probably feel really comfortable and attractive in your own skin when you get to explore new ideas and you get to talk about them. And you get to explore, explore these new ideas with other people. If you have your Venus in Cancer, you prefer being emotionally receptive towards your loved ones. And you will nurture them emotionally. You will make sure that they have a space, safe space to express their emotions. Because that's what you like for yourself as well. You want to feel all of your emotions and you want to be able to provide that for your loved ones as well. And again... That's when you feel the most confident is when you get to express your emotions and that the world gets to see and understand your emotions because emotions are a beautiful thing. They make us who we are. They make us human. And nobody understands it better than you, Cancer. If you have your Venus in Leo, <laughs> Leo, Leo gets a lot of flack for always being wanting to be the center of attention. But really, that can be true. But you like feeling confident and you like being in the spotlight. And you do that for your loved ones as well. You pour out all of this love and attention to them and you make them feel like they're the center of the world. You hype them up. You are your loved one's biggest hype person. You will make them feel amazing in their skin because that's what you need also to feel comfortable to feel like yes you are the center of the world and that's okay you feel great when all, all eyes are, are on you because yes you kind of get to put on a show and that's what you enjoy doing that's what makes you feel beautiful and comfortable and confident nothing wrong with that and hey i think leos always have the self-awareness that they're just a little bit self-centered and that's okay we love self-awareness. If you have your Venus in Virgo, again, similar to Taurus, you, you pour out all of your love to your loved one through acts of service. But rather than the whole gift giving that Taurus does, you will make sure that everybody's, everybody has a beautiful, well-balanced meal for work tomorrow for their lunch. You are constantly organizing every, everybody's lives and making sure that everybody is comfortable and gets everything that they need to be a normal, healthy, functioning individual. And sometimes, yes, I feel like people will interpret that as being fussy, but that is how you show your love for other people. You like organizing people's lives because, ugh, man, I love that. Maybe because like I'm a bit biased being like a Capricorn Venus, like an Earth Venus, and also being raised by an Earth sign. I really, really appreciate that. These acts of service. Like I'll come home from work and knowing that the dishes are clean and the house is clean, it soothes my soul. And 
that's how you feel comfortable as well, Virgo. You need to have organization in your life. And essentially that balance, if that makes sense. And you have to remember <laughs> to actually pour that love out onto yourselves a bit more. Because I feel like Virgos are notorious for organizing everybody's lives except theirs. And it's okay to give yourself some attention as well. Virgos are very, very selfless. I'll give them that. They're very similar to their sister sign, Pisces. Super selfless. And yeah, I have a huge soft spot for those babies. <laughs> I love my Virgos. Now, if you have your Virgo, I mean, <laughs> your Venus in Libra, again, you pour your love out to your loved ones by being harmonious and balanced. So you're always, always accommodating to them. You always put them first. Like, hey, oh, you want you want to eat at this restaurant? Let's, that's fine. Let's go and have that. Or you like this, this clothing brand? I will buy you all of the clothes from this store or clothing brand or whatever. Super, super accommodating. And that's because they appreciate that balance and harmony in their lives. And so they want to bring that into their relationships as well. Being balanced, whatever that means for you, is super, super important for um, Libra Venuses to feel comfortable and confident in their skin. If you have a Venus in Scorpio, ooh, you pour out your love super intensely. Similar to Cancer's because it's a water sign, you want to be emotionally intense with your partners or with your loved ones. You want to be able to see all all of their emotions, whether it be good or bad. You want to provide that safe space. And yes, it can be overwhelming, but you're willing to see things that other people sometimes shy away from. And that is super important for vulnerability and for intimacy. And you really know how to be intimate because you're willing to go into those deep, dark places that other people fear. And so that's what makes you such a beautiful lover. I may or may not be biased um, <clears throat> to Scorpius as well. But yeah, so Scorpio Venuses are known to love intensely because of that. That's what that means. They want to take you in both your good and your bad. And that's actually how they feel confident when they're also being very intense. That's what brings them their confidence when they're living their lives with passion, with intensity and experiencing life in all facets of it. Whether it be good or bad, you like to live life on the edge, really. That's what Scorpios are known to do. If you have a Venus in Sagittarius, you show your love by, well, being a ray of sunshine and positivity. You know that life can have its ups and downs, but that doesn't mean that we can't live and enjoy in the moment and you do that you bring that positivity to your loved ones because that's what you like to do for yourself and that's what makes you a really refreshing lover and that's also what gives you the confidence when you know when you are willing to explore your own spirituality and go out and explore the world in all of its different different aspects and facets because the world is so interesting there's so many different cultures there's so many different languages there's so many different opportunities that we can experience. And you know that better than anybody, Sag. And so 
when you're out there seeing and embracing the world for all that it is, that's when you feel really attractive. And that is what makes you attractive because you're always going out there and jumping to all of these opportunities and you're sharing that with everybody else. Now, <laughs> Venus and Capricorn, you pour your love out by bringing stability to your loved ones, by always being that rock for them. When, even if the world is against them, you will always be there for them. And we can come across a bit more harsh than necessary, but that's only because we want what's best for you. And because a lot of us are so focused on building that stability for ourselves, we realize that the only way that can happen for our loved ones is if they are forced to create their own stability. And we give them the tips and tricks to create that future for themselves. And so it's not really an easy path. And sometimes our loved ones don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear the solutions. They want just a gentle hug and a reminder that it's okay to take it one step at a time. But we push our loved ones outside of their comfort zone because we want them to be better. And we're always going to be there. Always. We'll always be essentially their shadow, taking care of them. And again, I feel like that's a little bit misinterpreted. But the reason why Capricorns are like that and that's how they love through these, well, weird acts of service is that we spend our whole lives creating that stability for ourselves so that we can maybe reap the benefits later on in life. And then that's when we get a little bit more comfortable to express our beauty out there in the world. But yeah, Capricorns have that hmm, mummy and daddy energy. Where mummy and daddy will take care of everything. Mm-hmm, 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 yeah. And then Aquarius, Venus, they love unconventionally. And that what that means, essentially, is that they will love you for all your quirks. All the things that you think make you undes undesirable and weird, they will love you for that. Because that's what they want to see. And that's who they are as well. They're weird and they're different. And being the sign of unconventionality, they march to the beat of their own drum. And they want the same thing from their partners. They want their partners to be expansive and to be out-of-the-box thinkers. And to see the world in a different light. Because that's what they find attractive and that's what makes them feel attractive. And that is essentially what attracts people to them as well. Is that they're, they're just so different. And they want to be able to share that with somebody. Somebody that will understand their different way of thinking because a lot of them grow up believing that that's not attractive when in reality because they see the world so differently is what makes gives them such a beautiful heart because they see everybody for who they are because they're so accepting of everybody's differences Pisces Venus is also very similar they're very selfless lovers and Man, they can they love unconditionally. And they have this beautiful, beautiful mind within them where they can create all of these beautiful romantic fantasies for you. If you have a romantic desire, 
or essentially a fantasy, they will create it for you because their imagination and their create creativity is something that some of us can't even begin to imagine. It's such a huge world in there. And God only knows what's going on in there sometimes. And that's because of their ability to love unconditionally. They want to, they want to be their partner's everything. And so they'll essentially provide anything that they want to the point that they'll actually kind of become their dream partner. And again, yes, that is a bit unhealthy. And that's where you need to build that self-awareness if you have a Pisces, um, a Piscean Venus. That because you like to love unconditionally, you can end up embodying a lot of your partner and becoming whatever your partner is, kind of neglecting your own desires. But that is essentially what makes them like feel attractive when they can indulge in those creative sides. And so they have to find an outlet for all of these creative um, desires that they have instead of just focusing in on just one person like their significant other oh my gosh my podcast just keep getting longer and longer we're over an hour holy crap I didn't even talk that much in the beginning but there's just so much to talk about when it comes to Venus and I'm glad that I could actually go through all of this for you guys and again I hope I did this podcast justice by being able to talk about all of the different things that make up this lovely, lovely planet. I feel like I've said lovely a lot too. Take a shot for every time I've said lovely. Maybe you'll be drunk. Maybe you won't be. I don't know. But yeah. Again, thank you again, everybody, for listening. And I hope you guys learned a lot. Because again, there was so much that I was saying that I think I kind of just like ended up stumbling on my words. And then next week will be the last episode when it comes to the Personal Planet series. It won't be the last episode. I will be, (laughs) I have months worth of content. So don't worry about that. So next week's episode will be about Mars. And Mars is the last personal planet in that series. Thank you again for listening. I really, really hope you guys learned something. And again, thank you for all the support that I've been receiving. And if you like my content, you can follow me on Instagram, on Plutonian Aquarius on Instagram. I don't really post that much other than like when the new episode comes out, but any support would be great. Thank you so much. And until next time, bye-bye.